Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. Today on the show, we're talking about borrowing money through look-through companies and what you as a property investor need to know. Now, Andrew, you recently had an investor email you. Yeah, and they said, hey, look, I'm buying a property and I'm going to purchase it in a look-through company. Went and applied for the money with the bank and the bank said, you've got to sign a personal guarantee, both himself and his wife, from themselves to the look-through company. And he said, is this normal? Do I have to sign a guarantee? And if he does, what does it actually mean? So let's come to that. He's got to sign a personal guarantee onto the look-through company when taking out that money. What does that actually mean? Okay, so the company is going to own the property, but the company's also going to have the debt in this instance. Now, the company will receive the rental income, but the rental income won't be enough on the bank's calculations, or even in real dollars today, to cover the cost of the mortgage, especially under the test conditions of principal and interest, higher interest rates, and only having 75% of the rent because they discount it by 25%. So the bank needs to use your income to service the mortgage as well. And they can't do that if it's in a company because the company's not a person, it's not earning any money. So they link it with a personal guarantee. And the guarantee says, if the company doesn't pay the mortgage, well, then you're going to have to, you as the director is going to have to use your money to pay for the mortgage. And this investor said, hey, Andrew, is this standard practice? And the answer is yes, very, very normal. The main thing here, of course, is that the bank has got to lend you a lot of money. They need to make sure that they're going to get paid. Now, Andrew, does this mean that this investor's personal assets, like their owner-occupied home, which is not included under the look-through company, does that mean that could be used or taken in the worst-case scenario? Yep, it does. The personal guarantee means that if the company stops paying back the mortgage, you're on the hook personally. And that makes sense because if a bank's lending you 800k, for example, the purpose of the company structure isn't so that if you default on the loan, you can just walk away from that. It doesn't work like that in New Zealand. I know. I don't get off scot-free. You don't get off scot-free, sorry. I have to pay my mortgage. You do have to pay your mortgage. Yeah, unfortunately, that is just the way it works. So if in practice an investor loses a tenant, can't get it a tenant for a long time, can't afford to pay the mortgage, and they miss some mortgage payments, what happens? You have to pay it, Edward Christian. You have to make that mortgage payment. I, I told you to stop <laughs> using my middle name because people have impersonated me, mate. Uh, and if you can't pay the mortgage, then you have to sell the investment property. And if the sale doesn't fully pay off the mortgage, then you've got a shortfall that you've got to come up with. And that might mean leveraging it against your own home to do that. So can the bank, I want to be really clear on this, can the bank force me to sell my own home? Yep. In worst case scenario, absolutely. If you neglected to pay your investment property mortgage and then you neglected to pay your mortgage, they absolutely can. But it's through quite a prolonged legal process. It's not like you missed a payment, we're going to sell you up. Banks aren't in the business of selling houses. They work really hard to get people on track when something goes wrong financially. They want you to keep paying that mortgage forever. Absolutely. They don't want to put mortgagee sale on something. You really have to ignore them for a long time for that to happen. But at the end of the day, if you're borrowing for an investment property, you can make a lot of money, but you do have to take some risk and you are on the hook because you're taking that massive return or massive potential return. And like in most instances, people might be borrowing 100%. And if you're borrowing 100% in the company and you're not putting in a cash deposit, that could be linked through your house and your house might be in your name. So again, that's why you have that personal guarantee. Okay, so before you said that the purpose of a company structure isn't so you could default on your loan, get off scot-free, but (laughs) 
if I'm not going to get that asset protection, if I've got to give a personal guarantee, what is the purpose of the look-through company? Well, I think that comes down to the tax side of things rather than the protection. So this is something to talk to your accountant about, but if one partner's on a higher income than the other, then they might like to divert the shares in a, in a particular way to make sure that you minimise the amount of tax that you're paying. This is when a property is negatively geared and the interest is deductible. But again, this is a conversation you have with your accountant and usually why people use a company. Well, that brings us to a really interesting question though of is there any way to protect my personal assets if I'm going to give a personal guarantee? So I go into the bank, I get the money from the look-through company, I sign it, I say, yep, I'm going to give you a personal guarantee. Is there any way I can protect my own home and not have the bank potentially touch it? Yes, you can. You can put your house in a trust, right? So if your family home goes in a family trust and that's separate and you're not relying on the equity in that home, that's one way of minimising your risk to your family home. Now, but just, you need a cash deposit in that instance. Correct. Now, what you could do, so let's just talk theoretically. Let's say I put my house in a family trust and then I borrowed my deposit out of that and then I split bank and I go to another bank and I get an $800,000 mortgage and I've put 200000 in and bought something in Auckland. Even though I've used that money against my trust, then I can give a personal guarantee without my house being exposed. But bear in mind, if the bank's going to sell you up and you're just refusing to pay them back, they could bankrupt you. Now, if they bankrupt you, yeah, your house is safe, but you don't want to go through a bankruptcy. You want to do everything you can to not go through that process because it will affect you so badly in the future that if there was another shortfall of, say, another $100,000 and you're given a personal guarantee, well, you'd probably just put that on your mortgage as well. Yeah, and we are talking like the worst case scenario Absolutely. here. You know, you've taken up a nasty habit putting things up your nose and <laughs> you haven't been at work for 12 weeks and you've stopped paying your mortgage and all of the bad Your stuff. wife's left you. So what happens if you don't want to sign the personal guarantee, Andrew? What happens if you don't want to sign the document? Uh, I guess you could choose not to get the money from the bank. And that has a whole lot of complications around how you're going to settle the property. Because if you've signed up for a property and now you've decided you're not going to sign a personal guarantee, well, you're going to come up with the money somehow or you lose your deposit. You could settle the property in your own name. Now, if you buy the property in your own name, you don't have to give a personal guarantee because what's in your name? You're already linked to it anyway. So it's a, effectively, it's the same position, right? It's exactly the same position. So look, I think that sometimes people can get a little bit worried about giving a personal guarantee. You end up paying the mortgage. Very few people go through the mortgage sale process and default because it's not the right way to get ahead financially. You want to take all the steps you can to pay it back. And even if you make a shortfall because you had to sell because you'd, you've had a really bad tenant that's caused all these problems and you've gone away with yourself, you're going to end up in a better position if you take control of a situation yourself. Where I think there's a bit of a mismatch here is typically the look-through company is there for tax minimisation. It's not necessarily there for asset protection. That's usually more trusts. And look, the reason you'll have a look-through company structure, I assume, is that you've had a discussion with your lawyer, you've had a discussion with your accountant, you've decided that this is the right structure for you in order to own this property. If that's not the case, you should probably get some advice. <laughs> But one thing you're going to have to do in order to get the benefits is to sign that personal guarantee. And it's more or less the same responsibility whether you purchase it in your own name or whether you buy it through the look-through company. Either way, you're on the hook for the mortgage. You get the rewards from taking out that money, but you've also got that responsibility to pay the money back. 
banks and IRD, these people have got you regardless. So you need to just adhere to whatever the terms of your agreement are. I do remember, like from a protection standpoint, you might be able to remember this better than I can. Years and years ago, I remember Hannah McQueen talking at the seminars that we did together back then. This was five years ago. Well, you might not have been around there. That was before my time. Oh, that was before Ed. And she was talking about a mirror falling off a wall and hurting a tenant or something like that. And so that gave some limited liability to the particular owner of the property. I don't know how likely that would be to happen nowadays. If a mirror falls off a wall and you installed it, you probably get done for that nowadays anyway as a landlord. Don't install your own mirrors, team. No. That's what I'm taking from that. Yeah. Two vital questions for you. Do you have to sign a personal guarantee for every property you buy through a look-through company? There's limited and then there's unlimited. So depending on whether or not you're using equity, it might be limited sometimes. But I think I've done personal guarantees. I think normally I'd get them in my bank documents from memory. Uh, and finally, is this any different than if you borrowed through a trust? Let's say you borrowed through a trust, you also have to give a, give a guarantee, or is it yep. basically the same? Uh, always the same. Great. So this will apply whether you're borrowing through a look-through company or whether you're borrowing through a trust. And I realise that this is quite a technical episode, but I'm assuming if this investor has asked this, there's probably a lot of other investors who are purchasing through different entities who will be asking the same thing about those personal guarantees. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to get some advice about building a property portfolio, could be the time to come in for a portfolio planning session, especially if you want to invest in 2023. Easy way to do that, just go to our website, opuspartners.co.nz, big orange button that says get started. Click that, fill in your details, we'll give you a buzz, see if it is the right fit for you. For listening to the Property Academy podcast, I'm your host, Ed Knight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.